All right. Oh, I'm so nervous. I've been thinking. I've literally been thinking about this for weeks. Like, hello, welcome to the theory behind it. We have a very special episode for you today. Uh, a highly anticipated, at least for me. Uh, I've been nervous about this one. Looking forward to this one for a while. Uh, Seth and Libby are not with us today. They just don't know enough about the topic. So we ruled them out. Uh, but I do have a guest back with us here again today. You heard him last time uh, talking about a, a a piece that he had commissioned and performed. Uh, and we also talked about a man by the name of Kanye West a little on that episode. So please uh, welcome back our my friend, our friend, Taylor Burks. Hello. Uh, so what we're going to be doing here today is we, if you listen to the other episode, uh, which I highly recommend the other episode Taylor was on. And then we also talked about the Kanye West album. Yay. What we're doing today is we're going to be ranking Kanye albums. We're doing another draft like we had before with the chords and the Christmas music. And I did one with my dad about you too. So we're doing another ranking game in the style of a screen drafts draft, which screen drafts, good podcasts, go listen to them. I'm Legally obligated to say that, so they won't sue us. I think. I don't know how it works. Can they still sue you? Maybe. I have no idea. Even though you say it's like, I Well, no, I like, posted sorry. that thing on Facebook that says they're not allowed to sue me, so I think I'm good. You show send the judge it on Messenger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Facebook doesn't have any permission to use any of my pictures or for that podcast to sue me for my podcast. I posted that. So uh, the reason the reason we brought Taylor back today, we like I said, if you go, if you've listened to the other episode, uh, that you know that he and I uh, share a, a mutual love of Kanye. In fact, he introduced me, so to speak, to to Kanye West, um, and so I figured he was the perfect person for us to rank Kanye albums. Taylor, tell me a little bit about your relationship with Mr. West. So I actually was I had like a summer internship in Canada. And the, like, team boss for us was an avid Kanye fan. And this was, I think it was, like, right after Life of Pablo came out. Um, and so he was, like, still on the hype train from that. Uh, and so he got me to listen to it. And so then that kind of, because uh, I feel, I think that was the summer before I moved, like, we moved into the apartment at Carrie together. That would have been, yeah, summer 2016. You're right. Yeah. And so, so I did that, and then I came back, and we moved in, and I was, like, on the Kanye hype train. Um, listened back. Like, I think I there was one point where I just, like, laid in my bed and listened to, like, each album. Not all at once, but over time, I had listened to, like, each album. Just, like, close your eyes, stare at the ceiling, and mm-hmm. you just, like, sit there and listen through an album. Enjoy the experience that he meant for you. So, so I really like his music. Uh, <laughs> a lot of classical musicians, kind of, we always talk about, like, our music brain being turned on or off. So like, for example, I listen to K-pop and like BTS a lot when I don't want my music brain on because mm. they are just, they're just right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then it's like Kanye, while he may not be like the best lyricist or uh, he says and does very many questionable things in life that I do not endorse. Uh, he, for the most part, did a really unique job just like taking sounds. Cause it feel I always felt like in music that, uh, Kanye, or like in music, you have general sounds that are meant for general things. And Kanye would take those out and like use them for different stuff. And so like, for example, instead of like, uh, like a kick drum or like, uh, a snare on like one, th- two, three, and four, he would use like a heart monitor 
or mm-hmm. stuff like that. And he would just like completely like change out these textures and he would still like play the game and hit what like R and B pop, hip hop, rap music needs. But he would just like circumvent these sounds and replace them with something new. And I really enjoy Like I think um, I'm getting into the composing game a little bit now. Um, and it has really opened up my eyes to like what you can do and what you can, you can explore. Uh, Cause a big thing that I do is electroacoustic music. So that's like something that I need to do. Cause I have the option to play a track with me while I play. Mm-hmm. And so what can I do to do this? And so I think Kanye has always like hit that part of my brain. That's been the classical musician of me as silly as that sounds, because he does a lot of, and says a lot of dumb things. So, uh, so yeah, that's kind of a brief summary I gotcha. Nice. Uh, and so, yeah, after I started getting into rap music around 2015, because I was kind of, sort of a latecomer to the whole... Yeah, you were like into the underground stuff, right? I was really into the underground stuff. And so Kanye was one of the first people I listened to that was more in the mainstream on, on Taylor's recommendation. And uh, yeah, it, it worked. It was a very nice... I think Kanye's a good way... I mean, this is an incredibly stupid thing to say about one of the most <laughs> successful and like commercially viable. I think he just became, he's like time. the richest like black artist. Is that true? Yeah, his like it's net not, worth is like it's not MJ. No, yeah, he like passed MJ. He passed Jay Z because that's what like I saw it and everybody was like, I don't understand. What about the what about the divorce? Is he not losing everything in the divorce? I mean, I she's think, already got money, but well, but I think he's like worth more. I think it's like net worth instead of what he actually oh, has. Got right, but right, I, right, and right. he's like he's worth more because I saw something. Yeah. It's like him and Jay Z are worth more than their like significant others. Oh, interesting. Interesting. And so well, you never would have thought Beyonce was worth less than Jay Z, but right. I still wouldn't say that. <laughs> no, we're talking about money specifically. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. Emotional physical <laughs> worth. Um no, I I was gonna say this is an incredibly stupid thing to say for one of the most commercially successful artists of all time, but like I think Kanye's a good way to transition from underground to sort of more mainstream rap. Um, but that's just because that's what I did. And I, I think that he does a lot of interesting stuff uh, with his production, with the things that he samples. I don't think uh, he's always necessarily... Like, he sort of... I don't want to, like, speak so loquaciously and so great about him. But, like, I think he is more of, like, a trendsetter than, like, a trend a trend follower, you know? It's so, like, whatever is, like, necessarily on the top 100 right now is probably something that he helped to inspire, not Gary. Or I'm not if saying. it's on there, he'll take it and sample it and make it better. Yeah, or that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, it's not that I don't want to dunk on like pop stuff or, or just popular things, but like I've always just enjoyed things that are a little more beneath the surface than that. And so I think that Kanye operates and exists sort of like one layer below like the, the total mainstream, at least these days. Like, you know, 2010, no. But these days, at least, he's like one layer removed from from like the top top of the charts, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's another thing. Let me as uh, sort of a disclaimer before we get into this is that Taylor and I are not like the most conventional or the biggest rap fans. I, at least speaking for myself, I think that's fair to say for both of us. Yeah, um, we're really big fans of Kanye, but especially like sort of his production. But we're not super knowledgeable about all things hip hop or all things rap or all things production. So. You know, we're just we're just big fans. That's all. I also would preface this, and and we are going to rank Kanye albums. But if you're a big Kanye fan, this might end up a little differently than <laughs> than what you might even hope. Not just what you expect, what you might hope. Um, so just take yeah. everything that we have to say with a grain of salt. This is just going to be our ranking, what we enjoy about the man, and a lot of the stuff that we don't enjoy about him is things that have, like everything that's happened since 2016, basically. So. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, so here are the rules of the game. We're going to uh, do a game. It's a draft. We're going to take turns selecting albums to go on a list of the top seven Kanye West albums. There are 11 albums up for contention today. His nine solo albums and the collaboration with Jay-Z, Watch the Throne, and the collaboration with Kid Cudi, Kid See Ghost. Those are the 11 things on the table today. We're going to be picking the top seven of them, starting at number seven, going up to the top, we're going to alternate picking albums to put on this list. One person will pick the number one album, the number three, and the number five album. The other person will pick the number two, number four, number six, number seven. That way, one person gets the top pick. Somebody else gets more picks. That's the way sort of keep things balanced. The other wrinkle to this game is that we ha each have one veto. You can use your veto to stop a pick from going at a certain spot on the list either with the goal of either trying to take it off the list altogether or potentially to move it up higher all right so if i put something at number five the tailor does not agree with he can veto me that lit that pick will go back into the pile into the pool and i will have to replace it with something else at number five he can pick or i could pick that same thing later on if we really want to um but then he doesn't have a veto and i get to run the rest of the table so that is the idea behind the veto i don't think there's anything else i need to cover does that seem like it yeah sounds good to me it's those 11 albums we're picking seven of them we each get one veto taylor since you are the guest i defer to you i give you the option y'all go first you, you want more picks yeah and i'm gonna have the top pick oh yeah i'm actually not horrified by this that's kind of what i wanted because i fear for what your top pick is yeah. <laughs> you guys can't see this, but he has such a malicious glint in his eye right now. It is just terrifying. I am extremely nervous about this. Not only do Taylor and I have fairly unnuanced opinions in the rest of like hip hop as a whole, I also differ wildly with Taylor about some of the stuff they were going to be talking about. And so this is not just contentious uh, for Kanye fans. This is contentious between the two of us. And I'm really <laughs> nervous. As you should be. Yeah, that's what... All right, so Taylor's going to go first. He's going to draft number seven, number six, number four, number two. I'm going to draft one, three, and five. Taylor, what Wait. would you like to put down as number seven on the first pick of our Kanye West draft? Wait, can you say that one more time? Sorry. I have number seven, number six, number four, and, and number, number two. Two? Okay. Mm -hmm. You have the bottom two, and then we alternate after that. Yeah. I should update my spreadsheet as well. Yeah, I'm just writing all this out on my phone so I can crush you. Well, okay. Cool. So, Taylor, what would you like to place at number seven on the Kanye so, West solo album draft? So, at number seven, I am going to place Yay. All right. Tell us about Yay and your reason for placing it at number seven. So, I uh, am quite a big fan of Yay, uh, and that may not be shown by my placement of it. Um, so I really, so one of the things I had talked about earlier was I like how Kanye uses sounds and does these things, but he's also able to, uh, be very representative of how he feels, uh, you know, normal or manic. And he, I think Ye is this like perfect demonstration of like struggle with mental health. 
And I think it was just like good timing because this is like when I started to learn a lot about my mental health. And I think I had said this in the last episode too, that he just, it was like perfect timing. I like a lot of the sounds that he used like really resonated with me and the way that the tracks were like orchestrated and built and arranged. It just seemed like perfect, perfect example of like, if I ever needed to tell somebody what like my anxiety or my depression or feel like, or sound like that this was like a perfect album. Like go sit, go sit down and listen to this, like track one through seven. That being said, I, I think when I, I've, cause I've been on the hype train. I know Adam, you were probably a little bit more afraid that I would rank this higher. Mm-hmm, much, um, much afraid. This, <laughs> this is about the best I could hope for. This yeah. is ideal. <laughs> um, it's okay. This was part of my strategy. This was a worthy sacrifice. Anyways, <laughs> Um, Ye is really good, but I think some of the other things that got me into Kanye are a little bit more prevalent. And after like, you know, going, cause I haven't, I used to like listen to Kanye on like on loop in the car. I haven't done that. And so this was like a good chance to like review for this episode. I just like listened back through a lot of the albums and I realized that Ye is still good, still does these things, but they're not quite the things that made him as influential in my head and so i think just some of his other accomplishments in my like in the upper parts of my list stood out a lot more Mm -hmm. than yay did yay i think is still perfect and kind of represents like this dive into chaos that he's done since 2016 but it's i think it's like one of the last like true representations of kanye like as a person and not this like front that he puts on uh so yeah I will not be vetoing Yay at number seven. Uh, I, know. I was afraid this was going to end up much, 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 much higher. I had a note in the spreadsheet that said save your veto for Yay. Um, <laughs> I think this album is straight dookie. I think it sucks. It's This thing stinks. I, uh, I Thought About Killing You Today is a fantastic track. Big fan of that track. I think it's the only good track on the album. I think Ghost Town's overrated, and I think the rest of them range from mediocre to bad. I just don't like it. And the more I listen to it, the less I like it. And so... If you were trying to hurt my feelings, you have succeeded. (laughs) I wasn't trying. I just don't think it's good. I really don't think it's good. In fact, this was number 11 on my list of the 11. Nah. So that's that's where I'm at with this one. But I'm I'm not going to veto it. I'm happy it got on the list for you. I thought that I was going to have to get this in at like four or five to appease both of us. I'm happy that it's here for you because no, because I do recognize that it's very important to you. I, I, it's probably not as bad as I, as I say it is. And it's nice to have some, some late, very late Kanye West representation on here, which we might not see again. So I'm right. I'm totally fine <laughs> with it here at number seven. Uh, all right. Is that, uh, and, and like I said before, we talked about yay extensively on the other episode that we did that Taylor was on. I think it was called, I think it was podcast was still Arzots at that point. So if you just look up Arzots meets Taylor or Taylor Burks or something, that should be the episode in there. Go listen to that. We talk a bunch more about it and I am less negative in that episode. Um, it has sunk <laughs> in my opinion, even since then. So if you want a much fairer, fairer discussion, that's where you want to look. Uh, all right, Taylor. You also have pick number six. What are we sliding next? So I think at number six, I'm going to throw in uh, Watch the Throne. Uh-huh. Tell um, us about well, tell us about that. Uh, so I like the album. I think this is like peak collaborative Kanye. That uh, one of the things that he's also really famous for is his role as a producer, his role as, you know, making tracks for other people. Um, this being said, I... Uh, I'm just going to throw this in because I know this little tidbit. That song that where he does like the scoop-de-whoop. I don't know if you know this. Yeah, I yeah, found yeah. out. Uh, that th- what was that called again? 
No, I Lose have no yourself? It's a scoop no. That's, that's Actually, M&M. yeah, I think that, I don't know. But he says scoop whoop and poop and a lot of other things in it that yeah. are really silly. I found out that that track, like the beat was for Drake, and then Drake upset him. And so he literally got on top of the track and said nonsense. Lift yourself. Lift yourself. Uh, yeah, he's just said nonsense to kind of give a nice... Was uh, it Drake? Was it not somebody else? I thought it was, was, I thought it was Drake. Because this was like in the peak of like their conflict over Twitter. Uh, I mean, you might be right. I remember you're definitely right about their main conflict. I thought it was somebody else, but you might you might have gotten it. Yeah. So, but I think Watch the Throne is like the positive side of his like collaborative process, as he makes great tracks um, for other people as well. And so, I think Watch the Throne is this like perfect collaborative because Jay Z is phenomenal, and and I don't know if he did this on this album, but I know he like always like freestyles, like he never actually like writes lyrics very often, and so. Um, I just, I think it's like prime, like timing, you know, it kind of has that, like the little bit of old Kanye that a lot of people like, it has some of the new Kanye that I like. Um, yeah, I think it's just an all around like perfect album. If I would like recommend somebody, I would either say, um, one other album and then watch the throne. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, all right. Watch the throne at number six. I think I'm going to leave this one too. I don't think Watch the Throne doesn't make my top seven, but I think I'm going to leave it. I think the I think Watch the Throne is un, so unfortunately front loaded. I think the first five or six songs are absolute bangers, like just total total fantastic stuff. And then after that, it just really drags. I don't think the second half lives up to uh, the front half. But like I even like I really like the I don't think a lot of people say this. Maybe I'm totally off here, but I even really like the the Beyonce song Lift Off. I really, really like Liftoff. Um, yeah, No Church in the Wild, Liftoff, uh, People in Paris, Otis, and Gotta Have It. I think like those five like by themselves almost could put this on the list by just those five tracks. You know, it's funny because I oh, give have a we, lot of have we, have, Is there an agreement on what, what people like us should call the Paris song? Is there uh, I think you said it perfectly. <laughs> people in Paris is exactly what it should be. I don't know if there was ever an agreed upon standard for... Well, whichever one doesn't give me a hit, I'm happy about. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, it's funny that you say that because I, I give a lot of merit to just like albums having tracks because um, there's some later ones where I think like a, an album as a whole may like because when you consider like an album listening experience, like from start to finish, and then you consider just like individual songs, like I'm going to listen to this in my car. Um, I give a lot of merit to watch the throne for that reason of like those first five tracks are really really good and i would argue that not very many other of his albums have five songs that are that good they i would also that argue that the rest of watch the throne doesn't have one song that that's that that's good ah, personal opinion so i mean i'm saying i'm saying i'm fine with the list just on the strength of those five tracks alone after that i, I think it drags a ton i don't think it's as interesting or as, as good um, but some of those five are some of the the best that he's ever he's ever done and we can't, you know, Jay-Z's on there. Jay-Z does a very good job as well. Yeah. Again, you can see we're just, we're very hyper-focused in, in our interest in rap music. <laughs> um. All right. So we're leaving, we're leaving that. So, so far, Taylor picked uh, Yay at number seven. He also picked Watch the Throne at number six. And now it is time for my first pick, which is interesting. I actually don't know what I'm going to do here. Classic. Yeah. I'm kind of deciding, uh... Cause see, my my top seven is intact, so I'm I don't know what to do with these five picks coming up. Oh, so yay, and watch the throne when you're we're in your bottom four. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were getting cut yeah. off. You really had bad taste in music. I, well, I don't think the yay one is a hot take. I'll just be honest with you there. Watch the Throne might be, but... Well, that's what you get for thinking. Uh, Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick this one because I'm pretty sure you're not going to play it, so I might... I, I kind of need to get a, start getting it on the list. Uh, at number five, I am selecting Kanye West's debut album, The College Dropout. I love The College Dropout. I think it's fantastic. It is one of the most influential rap albums uh, of since since 2000, of the last generation, last two generations. I think that it's, that it's very easy to say that and stand by it. Um... Kanye built off of his career and success as a producer, and he managed to to pivot and parlay that into an actual record deal where he got to rap and come up with lyrics like he always dreamed. Um, and so the college dropout is sort of like the summation, like the finished product of everything that he'd been working on as a producer. All the grind that he put into making it in in the music industry all the production stuff. So he's, he's taken all the stuff that he's, he's been doing for like the last five years or whatever. He's taken the soul samples. He's taken like the chipmunk, like the speeding things up, slowing things down. Uh, and like, just, just crystallized into like its perfect form on this album. Um, this is another album where I, I think that like the, the big hits on this one, like the peaks on college dropout are just fantastic. Uh, I mean, you've got uh, All Falls <laughs> Down, Jesus Walks, uh, the new workout plan, of course, um, Through the Wire. <laughs> I really like the new workout plan. I think that that traps, tracks a bop. See, um, that's the thing I don't like about that album is the skits. Like, the, well, the skits are awful. The skits are yeah. terrible. But it'd be hard to find an album from that era that didn't have skits on it. Man. No, the skits are bad. I, I 100% agree with you. In fact, I would say that I think the college dropout, much like Watch the Throne, is a question of over peaks versus consistency. Yeah. I think the peaks on college dropout are about as high as you could find on a Kanye West album. But I don't know if, the, if, to me, in my opinion, the overall consistency isn't there. There are other albums that have smaller peaks but have much more consistency. To that, to me, that makes a much, much better listening experience. Um, but I can't, I don't think you can understate how big a deal the college dropout was when it came out uh, because he was merging. He talks about this on the album. He merges the underground with like the, the soul sampling that was still going on there with some of these big names in the, in the music industry, like Jay-Z and Twista and Jamie Foxx and things like that. And he's like merging them and getting them together on this album. Uh, I, yeah, I just think it's really good. Jesus walks is the top five Kanye West song. There's just uh, no yeah, denying it, it's top five. Yeah. And so like, it's very good. I think, and I think that the last, uh, last call, the final track in the album, the second half where he talks about like his whole story is really cool. Uh, but I think that it is like some of the best rapping lyricism that he's ever done. I think the second verse of, of last call is in my, my top five Kanye West verses, maybe top three mayonnaise color bands. I push miracle whips. I mean, come on, come on. <laughs> All right, Taylor, what do you, what do you think about college dropout at number five? Oh, I'm fine with it at five. I yeah, I agree. I'm not super high up on any of his first three albums. I think the narrative, and I I don't know. I get it. Like I get why he did it. Uh, and you actually make a compelling argument about its influence in the music industry. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I'm going to leave it alone. Okay. Um, because yeah, that's what, that, I I guess I forget about how influential those three are. And I think it's really easy for me to say there's a lot of cultural stuff I think with his first three albums that yeah. I just do not understand as like a 
higher middle class white person growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I because I I've Chicago. talked to like there's a lot of there's a lot right. of stuff going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Um, and I think because that's what I've talked to a lot of people about it, and there's I think there's like the classic argument of like old Kanye versus new Kanye, and I'm definitely mm-hmm. like a new Kanye fan. Yeah. Um, so I'm as like as articles of music and individual songs, and I guess even a collaborative listening experience. I'm not very high up on those first three albums. That being said, they were very influential and a lot of people tried to mimic him or, you know, it kind of like boosted him up and especially like through the wire. Yeah. Uh, just the story yeah. behind that song. And then right. the song is also good. Like it's yeah. just, it's a really potent, it's really potent. Yeah. I think these, these are what I was mentioning earlier. I think these are very guilty of like, to me, especially there's like two, three, maybe like really, really good songs. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's I didn't like, mention slow jams, but I should have said slow jams as well. Uh, okay. Well, it's really yeah, good. There's, there's a lot of songs that I just don't really enjoy in the okay. albums. And I think they ruin the, like how good the individuals are. Mm-hmm. If I go and listen to like, a Spotify playlist of Kanye, these songs are going to be on there and I'm going to love them, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I get to filter out a lot of the trash that's in that. And I'm too. with you. I'm with you on that because like I said, it's peaks versus consistency, but I think that there are just more good tracks on this album than you do. Cause I, I really like get them high. I really like new workout plan. I really like slow jams. So I'm surprised you don't like slow jams. That song is very good. She's got a I'm light skin friend. Look like, like Michael Jackson. She's got a dark skin friend. Are you like, like Googling the lyrics? No, no. Those, those I know off the dome. Off the dome. Cool. Yeah. Great. I'm glad you got to throw that one in. <laughs> I'm uh, sure you had a post-it note on your computer saying off the dome. That's, it was on my word of the, my phrase of the day calendar. <laughs> <I'm sure>. <laughs> <laughs> I have a slang calendar. I pull off a page every day and it teaches me a new. You yeah. would buy a slang calendar. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with the zoomers. I don't want to, you know, I'm falling out of touch. Sounds like you've been out of touch. <laughs> I think the easiest way to stay in touch is just watch TikTok, and then you're pretty on top of what's yeah, going I, on. Yeah, I really, I don't want to do that, though. That's the problem. Uh, I assume man, that I see all the good TikToks on Twitter, and so I don't have to download no, it. No, you don't. I me and my wife, that's like the glue to my marriage, is TikTok. Oh, wow, that's healthy. Uh, we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm sure that, you know, well, here's hoping uh, TikTok isn't the new Vine, because... You don't want your marriage to be six seconds long. Hey, now that's a very in touch joke for the millennials who really enjoyed Vine. <laughs> uh, all right, let's keep it moving here. Cool. Uh, all right, that was co- College Dropout drafted by me at number five. There are four picks left. Each of us get two of them. Taylor's up next at number four. Uh, before I announce this pick, I will say I'm starting to get a little worried that I feel like we're going to end up agreeing on a lot of the last stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, let me I don't that, know. Well, I mean, if you want to, I think that there are there are two albums that can sit at number one for me, and I think that we would agree on one of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, if okay. That makes well, you feel any worse or better, but we'll, we'll get ah, there when we get there. Yeah, because I feel pretty strongly about my one and two, but then I guess everything below that. Ah, whatever. Okay. So number we'll four. All right. Uh, number four, I'm going to throw in Jesus. Uh huh. Um, I do think. Uh, th- I don't know. I struggled with putting Jesus where I had it. Um. In my original list, I had Jesus at number five. Um, I like Jesus a lot. Again, this is like, you know, the, talking about the whole reason why I like Kanye. Um, Jesus is this, like, overly confident. Like, this is the dude that goes up and interrupts Taylor Swift. And I think it is, it is like, the perfect representation of how he felt about himself how he does that and so it just it shows a lot of uh, evolution from like the first three albums or even from like 808s and heart uh twisted fantasy i can't remember is it yeah my beautiful dark twisted fantasy yeah it's um, a bad so, sign if you can't remember the name of that album okay 
don't yell at me. Uh, anyways, uh, but yeah, this is like, you know, I really enjoy over Kanye's discography, you see this evolution of a person. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, Jesus is this like peak arrogance, peak confidence. And then you kind of see this like fall into like where he meets Kim. And I think you really like see this um, just a really nice like story that if you like watching the like Bachelor, which I do not. But it's it's I guess it's the close second for me. Uh, you can see how the arrogance is met with um, a new narrative and a new life, and then you kind of like projects into every like every album that comes up after that. So I think Jesus is like one of the the biggest pivotal points in his career um, as an artist and as a musician. So that's my take. Yeah, I have to make some very serious decisions here. Yeah, I know. Let me talk about Yeezus for a second, and then I'll decide what I'm going to do about it. I think Yeezus is pretty solid. I don't enjoy it as much as as you do. Um, I hope you realize you've said that about every single album that I've picked. <laughs> yeah, we haven't gotten to the good ones yet. No, but you also don't like college dropouts, so you can be wrong, too. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think that Yeezus is really, really good. It's hard. Yeezus is, is a... It's sort of abrasive. I know it's not like all the, it's not full on death grips or anything, but like it's sort of abrasive. And so it's not, it's hard for me to, to really get into unless I sit down and I'm like, I'm going to listen to all of Jesus all the way through, which I always find to be not necessarily an enriching experience, but definitely a worthwhile one uh, to put it that way. Uh, I think you're right that the, the album sort of has an, has an arc. I actually had an idea for like a narrative uh, analysis that I wanted to do of Jesus. Um, yeah that I wanted to talk about how it's like all this really, really industrial and grimy sounding stuff and like a new style that Kanye hadn't done before. And then the song about him meeting and being in love with Kim at the very end bound to like totally flashes back to sort of like the sped up soul style that he was dealing with back in the early two thousands, like with college dropout. And I thought that you could make a case that there's like some narrative stuff going on there playing with like some topics uh, in, in within hip hop sampling um, and how like, there's almost like a restoration when you get to bound two. there's almost like a restoration of the former Kanye. They're like, he, like the first nine songs he's, he's trapped in all this ego and noise. And then like the, the final song that is about Kim, like sends him back to like a healthier, former familiar place. Um, and I, so you're, I think you're definitely right about the, the arc of the album that way. And I think it's really cool. I think it, uh, it's a cool way to look at the album in a, in a analysis that I certainly, um, agree with and see as well. Um, but there's some good stuff. Uh, Hold My Liquor is very good. Let me pull up the track list. Let's see, I really like Black Skin Head, On Sight, uh, New yeah. Slaves, yeah. Hold My Liquor, Blood Blood on the Leaves, yeah. Bound to. Like, I think this is probably guess, like one of I his guess strongest the weakest, Yeah, the weakest one on here for me is probably I'm In It. Right, yeah. I don't remember Send It Up off the top of my head for some reason. Um, for probably just those two. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty solid. That's a good album right there. Uh, that's pretty good. Again, it's just a little too abrasive. It's not necessarily the style that I prefer. Um, but pretty, pretty good album. I, I don't, uh, the, so the issue I have with Yeezus is that Yeezus at number four is not a bad placement for Yeezus. I have to look, the problem is I have to look ahead and see what the rest of the draft holds to make sure that this is the right, this is the right call to make. It's not a, it's not a reflection on Yeezus. There's some metagaming happening here within the the confines of the draft Um, yeah that's okay waste your veto i'm not gonna well that's an interesting question i don't know what you would put here i guess i do but (laughs) 
Um, I have two picks left. There are three spots total. I'm going to leave Jesus. That's the call that I'm going to make. I'm going to leave Jesus. This is the correct place for Jesus. It's, uh, it's, it's too off from where I had it. I had it at six. But I don't mind it being at number four anyway. What is that look? You're so smug. I, so I think I said this one before we started recording that I went into this like high because I so I've gotten over the like so I'm still in like my masters and a lot of like classical musicians in school are like really competitive yeah. because it's a competitive world. Yeah. I've gotten over this like competitiveness in school. My wife is not competitive. Like I play Mario Kart with my wife and mm-hmm. like if she loses, she actually like share she's items. It's, it's a great time. <laughs> But yeah, and so it's like I have no outlet. You drive for as my... slow as her in Mario Kart. You guys hold hands and you go down Rainbow. Oh Road. no, I crush her every time. I, get I first, thought you she said gets you like were competitive. No, but that's the problem is she's not competitive, oh. and so she doesn't care. She'd be like, "Oh, nice job," and it's like I hate you. Like uh... I will leave right now. And so I have no outlet. So this, unfortunately for you, has been my outlet of competitiveness. <laughs> uh, and so I had. A very strong strategy, and I don't you think, have I don't played think into I'm, my strategy. Yeah, I don't think I'm toast here. Okay. I'm just letting you know that you're being manipulated. <laughs> and I, I I knew that coming in. Um, but you're it's also... a good pastime. What? <laughs> being manipulated is a good pastime of mine. <laughs> well, I think that you also have sort of accidentally done all the things that I was going to do if I was trying to manipulate you. So I'm not, I, have, I don't have too much to complain about so far. Uh, okay, so I have to make a pick at number three. That's what happens next. We have Jesus at number four. That's going to stick. So there are one, two, three, seven albums left that I can choose from, but only three spots here at the top. All right, here's what we're going to do. I am going to be selecting, I think, the other possibly more influential Kanye West album in the cost dropout. I am going to be selecting 808s and Heartbreak. that immediate grimace do you just want to do you just want to veto this out of hand and talk about it later no, or no, want no, to talk, talk for about a minute? it no, i mean yeah, if it's it. gonna if, if it's gonna come back later we can just talk about it then i feel like you are overreacting to me talking about manipulating you and now you are trying to no you definitely me. grimace that was a full-on grimace all right uh i really really <laughs> like 808s and heartbreak when i listened to it the other day in preparation for the draft i was i was not shocked to discover but i was thrilled to discover that i enjoyed it even more that I remember the last time uh, that I listened to it. Uh, 808s and Heartbreak, I believe, was the last Kanye West album that I listened to intentionally. I listened to all the other ones, and I was saving it for last because I wanted to save it for when I needed it most. Oh, I do remember that, because I I was getting mad that you never listened to it. Right. But I was in a relationship, and I figure, hey, either the relationship works (laughs) out, and that's a nice little prize, or it doesn't work out, and I get to listen to 808s and Heartbreak the the right way, as Seth would call it, as the intended listener. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a narrative thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, 808s and Heartbreak is really, really good. Um, I love it. I love synths. I love sort of like electronic-y music. And so to have like this really melodic rap album with lots of synths and, and melodic elements to it, Really good. I'm a big fan of that. I think that this song has a, a bunch of really great songs on it. Love Lockdown, Paranoid, Robocop. All three of those are in a row, and they're all just bops. Um, and then I can't listen to Streetlights because I cry every single time. 
Um, so I can't listen to that one super often. Uh, I thought about yeah. it the other day and I was like, nope, not not ready to, for a cry <laughs> right now. Not the time. And had to keep uh, on rolling. How do you rolling. feel about the, I don't know, did you say something about the intro track? Uh, no, I had not yet. That is arguably, I think that and uh, another one of his songs that's like an intro track are two uh-huh. of like the reasons why I still will still admit I like Kanye. Like yeah. the, and this is what I was talking about earlier. He uses like the heart monitor referencing like his mother mm-hmm. passing. Yeah. As, like, the, like, two and four. That, like, ugh. And then the way that it's just, like, silence at the end of the track is this, like, really meditative. Like, I'm getting chills just talking about it. Yeah. It's this, like, really meditative, like, awareness of just, like, I have nothing else to say because there's nothing more to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah. I think that, that Pinocchio's story is a pretty incredible track as well. I think that yeah. the, the dissonance between the screaming, adoring fans and him trying to pour out his heart on stage and like nobody is getting it. They're still just thrilled to be at a Kanye West concert. I think that like the emphasis, the juxtaposition uh, of the differences and experiences there, I think really, really sells that track in a way that just a studio version. W- I don't know. It has like even a studio version ever leaked of Pinocchio story. Do you know? I don't know. I don't either. Um, if it has, I've never listened to it. Um, yeah. No, I think that 808s and Heartbreak is a really, really solid album. And then to talk about its influence on the music industry, yeah. I mean, is it is it fair to say that Drake doesn't have a career without this album? Am I like <laughs> the, the millionth person to say that? Or just, I think that this, this kicks off like a, a whole new trend of more melodic and emotive uh, rap music. Like starting with Kid Cudi, like where where he's featured on this album a bunch, and then he spins out and does his his albums that are that are huge, and then Drake comes along like right afterwards. Um, I think that, that we don't get to where we are today in music without 808s and Heartbreak, and so I, that's why I think like College Dropout and 808s are like the two albums that totally not maybe not transformed, but had a huge amount of influence over the industry. And so I think I got to give it credit just for that, and it's really good. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, so just all cards on the table. I had 808s at number one. I thought you might. Yeah, I that is like this is the album. Um, like I can be having a great day and I'll go like listen to this in my car and I like it hits like I'll probably cry driving home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is like a, a perfect experience, a perfect like story, a perfect representation. I think like and exactly what you said about like his influence to the rest of the world. This is the Kanye album for mm. me. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm, that being said, I'm going to leave it alone because mm. I think any of my, my top three are interchangeable. Okay. Um, cause it depends on like my mood, where I'm at, you know, kind of, cause I think 808s like represents this like the emptiness and like sadness mm-hmm. of like human emotion. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, it's literally him grieving and his loss of his mother. So I think, yeah, I'm, I would normally under any other circumstance circumstance, I would argue that this should be number one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am It's number one on your list. Right. Yeah. 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 And any other person that studies music. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry. Um, so I think, yeah, I, yeah, I would argue, and I'm just going to put this at a sentimental number one, yeah. but for the sake of strategy, I'm going to leave it at number three on our list. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Let me mark that off here. Now, before you now to, before you declare your, your last pick, I, I want to do a little rundown. Uh, so at number seven, Taylor drafted Yay. At number six, he drafted Watch the Throne. 
At number five, I drafted the college dropout. Taylor got Yeezus at number four, and I just placed 808s and Heartbreak at number three. Now, here's where it gets a little interesting, because there are two picks left, and both of us have our vetoes, which I think could get very testy. So there are, let's see, how many? We got one, six left on the board, is that correct? There are six yeah. albums left on the board. There's really only like three options. Yeah, I dis- I, I'm going to disagree with you there. I agree that there are three, but I know that they're not the three that you're thinking of. So, yeah, I'm so confused. I, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what these last two are mm-hmm. because I've yeah, because there isn't, there's an album I thought would be in your top three that uh-huh. I am second guessing now. Oh, so we'll see. All right. All I'm going to say about this next one is make the right choice. <laughs> I think I will. I think I feel pretty confident. Okay. Okay. So. For number two, yep. I'm going to place uh, The Life of Pablo. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I just, I think, um, I I normally would not rate this higher than 808s, but I think, like, the just the quality of the tracks, it's one of his longer albums as well. Yes. Um, Especially when he updated and added those six in the end. Right. Yeah, I think just the quality of this album and the quality of the music, the quality of um, like the mixes, and I think I mean he cared about it a lot because obviously he went back and added more, fixed some stuff. He's a fix wolves. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I just I really like this track, and I, I weirdly enough I think it has gems like like Frank's track is one of my favorite things to listen to because mm-hmm. I think it's like it's the epitome of like Frank Ocean. Yeah. And now you're on you're on the Frank Ocean train, aren't you? Ah, not really. I oh, don't. Okay. That's what's odd is I really like Frank's track, but I yeah. have a hard time sitting down and listening to his music. I've normal. never, yeah, I've never been able to get into it. I've tried yeah. Blonde and the the other one. What was the other one? Yeah, Age of Cor- Color Orange, something orange. Oh yeah, yeah. I've tried. Yeah, both my of them, wife can't do it. Yeah, my wife really, really likes Frank Ocean, mm-hmm. and that's like a good, like emotional one for her. But right. for the most part, and I, I, think- I so closely, closely associate them because R slash Kanye. Loves Frank Ocean almost as much as they love Kanye West. Yeah, so that, that's a good point. They, 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 in my mind, they go hand in hand because when I got into Kanye, I was on the subreddit a lot, and they talked nonstop about Frank Ocean. Anyway, keep going about Pablo. Sorry, but yeah, I really like it. I think Ultra Lightning—that's the song I was referencing earlier. Oh, I, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. a song that um, you know, growing up and um, just my life experiences and. Uh, like my belief systems and stuff like that. I think Ultralight Beam like hits every time, and because mm. I really, really appreciate just like the reverence that it has. I the it's similar to the intro song uh, to 808 that has that section with the priest giving basically the gospel, mm. and it just it hits me every single do time. Mean, and it, do you mean Kirk Franklin? I was like, I, I okay, That's Kirk calm down. Franklin is it? Okay, yes, cool. Um, anyways, back later. Okay. Um, no, wait, no, sorry. I'm thinking of a different album now. Uh, but yeah, I just, I think that is like, that is the, like the spiritual side of Kanye West. Mm-hmm. And that feels, that track feels a lot more authentic to me than Jesus is King or anything else that he's done. Uh-huh. Um, Would you say that Little Life of Pablo is a, a gospel album? 
Ah, uh, no, no. Simply because of the album, the track that follows <laughs> Ultralight Beam. Yeah, that's what it was funny all, on the run up to it. Like, I think he dropped Ultralight Beam as a single and he was saying it yeah. was going to be a gospel album and all that. And you listen to it and it's like, buddy, you have one song on here that is loosely a gospel song. <laughs> right. But I will say, I do think I, that's kind of what I appreciate, you know, the honesty with Kanye um, and not to advocate for <laughs> what he says or does or is but he shows this like conflict that i think a lot of like modern day christians show mm-hmm. um this conflict of like i have a lot of worldly desires and um especially just i guess with like the form of religion i grew up with there's a lot of like condemnation and so but kanye like he shows both and he shows mm-hmm. this like multifaceted um perspective of like human uh, faith and human beliefs and this idea of like, you know, not to advocate for things, but I think, you know, for people that believe in like the Christian system, uh, that is like what it's about. You know, it's not for the sake of like sacrificing these other things. And I think, you know, he just shows all and he is, um, he is who he is. And, yeah, you know, maybe he's a fan of Bleach, but not really. And so I think, I just, I, I think, think the I album think as a whole actually is really good. Bleach, is it not? Uh, yeah, good point. But. But yeah, I just, I really, really like Life of Pablo. I think the album is good. I think it's another one of those that I was talking about where he shows who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I think it's, like I said, my top three are interchangeable. So if I get into more, like, I guess, stable plays, <laughs> I would say that Life of Pablo could be number one. I'm yeah. still going to say 808s is, but mm-hmm. Life of Pablo could be at some point. That's also, like I said earlier, the album that got me into Kanye. So Same. I think that's the one you recommended to me because of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I... I love, I love the life of Pablo. I had, I had this at number two on my personal list. I think that it is just fantastic. Um, it, it's like I like the newer Kanye, not because I don't like the old stuff, but because I like the weird stuff. Yeah. And this album, I think, has like just the most eclectic sampling and the most eclectic production on it. You don't, you don't get stuff like the one of my favorite songs in this entire album. One of my favorite. Kanye songs ever, which I don't think many people would say that is Thirty Hours. Oh yeah, I love the the beat, the sample for Thirty Hours. It, like just the song sounds amazing, and I like I like the fade out thing. I like where he just sort of ad libs a little bit because I could listen to that the loop for hours. Like I could just yeah, I'd love like a twenty minute version of that. But the the thing that he samples is he samples like this Arthur Russell tr- track, which just helped me get into Arthur Russell, who now I, I adore as well. I think he's fantastic too. But he samples the track, and the the lyrics of the part that he samples are where the lions go. And the way that he chops it up, and of course he adds other people singing over it, but he samples it and he produces it in a way to make it say 30 hours instead of where the lions go. And like to me, that is so cool, and that's what I love. I love this the production stuff. I love picking from this random like the album, the the Arthur Russell album that he pulled that from is vocals and electric cello, and that's it. <laughs> like the dude plugged in his cello, and everything else comes from either effects on the cello or percussion on the cello or just playing the cello. And so like Kanye pulls a sample that's just vocals and electric cello and he turns it into like this really really awesome song and like the 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 sample the choice of sample and then what he does with it that's what i love most about all of kanye's work and i think that it really really comes through in life of pablo um like the 
FML, that has a really, really unique, like, eclectic sampling on it. I think that No More Parties in L.A. is, in my mind, probably a top five Kanye song. Like, it is up there. Uh, I also really like Fade. And, um, yeah, Ultra Light Beams also probably not top five for me, but it's really good. Everything you said about Ultra Light Beams is true for me as well. Um, yeah, that's a really, really, really good album. I'm a huge fan of Life of Pablo. I think it's, yeah, I just think it's great. I could talk about that one all day. Uh, (laughs) I highly, highly recommend. It's harder to find these days for whatever reason. You might even know where I'm going with this. Yeah. I would (laughs) highly recommend that if you're, if you enjoy the Life of Pablo or you wish it was longer or you wanted to know more about the samples that came from it, I would highly recommend trying to find a version called The Life of Paul somewhere on the internet um somebody who's worked with i don't think he's worked with kanye but he has worked with the music that kanye's made he made a version of life of paul that's much longer than the, of, of life of pablo that's much longer than the original where he sort of gave more attention to the samples and showed you what kanye was pulling from he also ties in some some outtakes and some demos leaks um, and stuff like that and like singles that aren't on the album for whatever reason and he ties all those together to create a much longer album and that is even what i prefer listening to more than just life of life of pablo it's already kind of a long album but i listen to the one that's 45 minutes longer because i just like all the the production and knowing more about the samples and stuff i know it's not necessarily authentic but i think it's a very very enriching experience to listen to I like that one a lot. So yeah, go look that up too if you if you enjoy this album. All right, that's number two. It sounds like we are in sound agreement. I know you yeah. wouldn't have it at number two, but actually, it's number two. All right, it's number three oh, okay. on my list. But like I said, they're in and out. Um, I do have a question. Yeah. Wow. So we both have vetoes. We do. I can't use mine anymore. I can't veto myself. Okay. Actually, cool. no, well, I can't. I, was... ve- I can't veto myself. Actually. Well, that I was going to say, can you? But you can't veto my veto. No. Okay. No, you cool. have total control over the top pick, basically. Or uh, you get maybe you get one shot. You get yeah. one shot in controlling the top pick. Right, and I just hope that you make the wise decision because I don't. I don't think the other ones that I'm worried about are not good enough. I think to take over the obvious choice, and if you make the wrong choice, our friendship's over. <laughs> yeah, this is a tough one because I'm afraid that I also think there's only one choice, but I'm not sure if we agree. I don't remember what you've said about this other album that I'm thinking of. Oh, man. We both have a veto. But your veto is useless. Well, no, you, I but can you can veto, veto yourself. Yeah, I can. It worries me that you say that. <laughs> I can veto myself. Because I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, when the podcast comes out, I can just cut all this deliberating out. Yeah, right. It, it cleans up nicely. In the number one spot, I have la- I have last pick. In the number one spot, I will be drafting. Let me look up the year just to make sure. Okay, that's a good sign because you don't know the year. I will be drafting Kanye West 2005 album Late Registration. Um, before we, I guess, go further uh-huh. with this. Yep. What um, what about late registration uh, makes it differ from any of the other albums? It's really good. 
which makes it differ from about half of the ones on the list. I mean, that's a good point. But from his first three <laughs> albums, because to me, the first three just blend together. Okay, no, I, that that uh, the first two I can understand you saying that they blend. Graduation is completely different from College Dropout and Late Registration. I don't like Graduation that much at all. Graduation is it doesn't have the as many of like the soul sample. He like sort of abandons the soul samples and goes for like a little more like mainstream. Like he starts, he starts the sort of the eclectic thing that he goes on to later. Um, but it's not just like the sped up soul samples or whatever. What college dropout, what happens between college dropout and late registration is he works with this producer named John Breon. I think is how you say his name. And this guy does like a lot of movie stuff and he's worked with, uh, other, I want to say he's worked with Fiona Apple, but I might've made that up. I'm not sure. Somebody like that. Um, and he adds more orchestration into it. So you get like a lot more string stuff out of late registration that you don't out of college dropout. I think that late, I think the late registration is a further refinement upon what college dropout is. Um, and when I talked earlier about peaks versus consistency, this is almost explicit. Implicit was implicitly what I was referring to is that I think that late registration is a much more consistent album for me. So that even though College Dropout has higher peaks, I think that Late Registration is a more enjoyable overall listen because I, I, there's fewer skits on it. The skits are still bad, but there's fewer of them. But I think, I mean, Gone is a top tier Kanye West track. I love Late, Diamonds from Sierra Leone, We Major, Hey Mama, uh, Roses is fantastic. I love the, the stuff that he does with some of like, the sampling and Roses as well. Touch the Sky, Gold Digger um drive slow it's it's really good even when i say that like i don't think the peaks are that much lower than than the peaks on college dropout i think it has it has more songs that i enjoy 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 yeah enjoy (laughs) sorry it has more songs that i enjoy on it than college dropout now that college dropout's bad it's just late registration is more consistent to me and i think it's a further refinement of what he already brought to to college dropout um, I think it's fantastic. The more that I listen to it, the more secure I became and how high I have it ranked in my personal list. So Taylor, how do you feel? Oh yeah, veto for sure. Go away. Veto for sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's just, yeah. I thought about immediately interrupting you once I asked the question, but I was like, no, well, I'll hear him out. That would have been a, that would have been appropriate. That would have been fine. Um, I do have, I do have late registration number three on my personal list. Uh, just so you know, I have uh, so late registration is the highest of his first three albums that is, on yeah, my list. Okay. Yeah, hey, but they take, take up the eight, nine, and ten spot on my well, list. Well, that is bad take. But you, uh, what's eleven? <laughs> Hold on, wait. We'll we get to discards. We'll get to discards in a minute. We'll, we we do discards at the end. Uh, okay. Well, then, since uh, Taylor has so viciously vetoed after my Im- impassioned uh, uh, plea for late registration. Ah, boy. Ah, man. There's nothing he can do now. I can get to pick whatever I want. Uh, I will be selecting his 2010 album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which was always the correct choice. Yes, it was. Okay. 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 I thought you yeah. didn't like this one. No, that that's my top my top three. So I had 808s, Twisted Fantasy, and Pablo. I always told you that this was the number one album, and I thought you didn't agree with me. No, you said it was better than 808s. Yes, it is. No, no. I thought that you weren't going to have it in your top three. Nope. Yeah, this was yeah, this was my I number thought two. You were, I I considered you like a heretic Kanye fan who didn't have <laughs> my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy at the top. No, I think, you know, talking about just like... You were the Anthony Fantano of our dorm. Okay. Let's talk about PJ first again. <laughs> um, no, I think I think this is like... 
it's not to me it's not the same as 808s uh-huh it doesn't have but you see this like push into of like i'm back i'm better like i'm okay uh, i think this is what i this is what i wanted to say while we were talking about Jesus that i didn't get to because this hadn't come up yet i think this does everything that Jesus does but better and ah, more that's complete. A good point. I think that my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is a more fleshed out and complete picture of the man of the of the musician Kanye West than Jesus is. I think Jesus hyper focuses into the ego, but I think that my beautiful dark twisted fantasy already had such high moments of ego, and then you pair it with the moments where he's down on himself. It's like if you combine 808s and Jesus. And you have like a fuller, fleshed, more complete image of the man. I mean, you put all of the lights next to Monster, which is next to Runaway, if I remember the order correctly. Like, I think that those three tracks, like... No, it doesn't go that order. Yeah, I'm, I'm insane. there's two in between. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but like, Runaway, I think, does everything that like Jesus and 808... Maybe not everything that 808 does. 808 is much more about grief and about loss than anything that My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is. But I think that My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy has the moments of ego and has the moments of narcissism and total, like, baseness and, like, um, self-gratification that Jesus has. But it's coupled with moments of brokenness and, like, clear-mindedness and understanding what he's really like. And I think that the... The, the balance between those two, not only is the music great, not only is the production great, I think it is the fullest image of the man. I agree. I agree. The, yeah. I, I, not, this is like a moot point, but I will say, I think Jesus presents like anger as an emotion that you're uh, right. Yeah. I was missing anger. You're right. Yeah. I think, and that's what, you know, like the aggression that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the difference between these two albums. Uh, yeah. I still think this one's better. I completely agree with you on, every point you made yeah. but that's like that's why Jesus is still high up mm-hmm. is because it shows like i'm this person that you already knew but i'm mad now like you right. should already yeah. know mm-hmm. of like who i'm about um but like i think i think some of that not as not as crystallizes on Jesus, but like some of that comes out on monster right yeah that like but that one's it's in there i think that i just that's i think all the emotions are in there yeah and i like the broader picture i know you're not saying that Jesus is better I'm, no, right, I'm not. Yeah, so I don't really know what I'm arguing here, but... Yeah, I just, yeah, I just, that's what I like so much about Jesus, is it does have, because that's what, you know, me, like, being selfish, I have, like, that anger in myself, right. of, like, when things go a certain way, and I get, like, so, like, blindly red mad, mm-hmm. that you just, like, don't understand, and I think Jesus, like, shows that, that, like, my favorite Kanye albums are these, like, representations of emotions that I currently feel, Right, and so, yeah. and that's what, like, my whole list was very... Mm-hmm. selfish but i mean yeah i i agree this i think like i said i mean I'll, I'll just go ahead and assume that the top three picks are just interchangeable <laughs> for me um, uh, for, for everybody you? for me but yeah because like 808s pablo and uh twisted fantasy are just i don't think that's interchangeable for anybody but okay well nobody asked you <laughs> sorry i'm um, just saying <laughs> I also have Pablo. I also have Pablo up there, but I I can't get on board with that. Did I not say Pablo? You said you said yeah yeah you did. I'm saying I agree with you on that one. Yeah um, yeah. I just I think it's like the day, um, mm-hmm. like the time and the day, because I don't think I can like substitute any other album into that like top three. Because yeah. like, you know it's like talking about Jesus. It's like well, oh, I'm not let, let be me angry. finish. Let me finish talking about my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, and then we'll talk about the list as a whole. I <laughs> okay. Say, I I mean we 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 glanced off of it. 
you know, if you want to talk about peaks versus consistency, if like, what are the big hits? You know, we talked about this for all the other ones. What are the big hits on Twisted Fantasy? And the big hits are Power, All of the Lights, Monster, and Runaway, which I don't know that right. was a big hit. But to me, I, I mean, I feel like Runaway is a pretty big hit. Yeah, I mean, it got it got radio play, didn't it? I think so. I was not listening to the radio very much in 2010. Sorry. Um, I don't think no, I've ever those to are that. three of like his. Those are three, four of his best songs ever. In fact, I would go so far as to say Runaway is my number one Kanye West song. It's yeah, just, hands it's down one of the that's top number ones. one. It's it's just it's that good. And then uh, Dark Fantasy is probably my favorite of all of his album openers. Yeah. Um, I'm not agreeing, but yeah, I can understand why. Mm-hmm. And then I really, really like the second. I think that a lot of his albums have a problem where the back half drags. I talked about that on Watch the Throne. Right. Um, last, uh, late registration doesn't do that. College Dropout does it a little bit for me. Not thoroughly, though. Anyway, I, I think some of his albums have that problem. But My Beautiful Dark Souls of Fantasy doesn't at all. Because, like, Blame Game is gorgeous. Lost in the World is also one of my favorite Kanye West songs. The yeah. Bonnie Vare feature on there and just the way he manipulates the voices and just like the whole the whole production, everything on it is incredible. And then like the way that it ends, like Who Will Survive in America is like just sort of this downer ending with a smattering of applause. That's like a weird thing to get at the end of this gigantic album. But it fits. It really, really works for whatever reason. Um, I... I don't, you'd be hard pressed to find anybody who says that this isn't his best album. Um, Anthony Fantano jokes aside. Um, it's, it's just, it's really good. It really is just that good. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Looking at the list, we, we kind of, we kind of talked about it. What, what do you think? I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. I think my top three made the top three. Uh-huh. Um, my top four made the top three. Yeah. I, cause I, uh, the only, I guess one of the big differences and I chose to like, so I was I threw in Jesus at four, right. and I was ready to switch it out with Kids See Ghost. See, I thought for whatever reason I thought that Kids See Ghost was that number one. You were saying was the right choice. Mm-hmm. I thought you were no going to try to put Kids See Ghost at the top. No, I don't I'm know not. why. Some I I think Kids See Ghost is the like beginning of the descent for. But it came like, out Kanye. after Yay, and it's so much better than Yay. Uh, I just I don't know his collaborative albums aren't like Kids See Ghost is good. Yes. And that's the biggest difference between it and Yay. Uh, no. <laughs> I was so disappointed when Yay came out because both of us got on. We got on board when Pablo came out. Right. And so Yay's the next album and we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to it. The production issues sound kind of like a mess. The delays get extremely frustrating and then it drops and it just doesn't really do that much for me. It was a huge letdown. And then like two weeks later, we got Kids See Ghost and I was like, oh, this is closer. <laughs> wasn't what really what I wanted still, but much, much closer. It feels to me like you always want like a hit in the album. I don't want to, I don't need like a hit in the album. That's what I, yeah, uh, I'm happy that Ye made the list. That's, I'll just yeah, say that. I knew it was going to. I yeah. wanted to keep it down. That's, that's what my goal was. And seven's the best I could do. Uh, yeah. All right. So let me go over the list, the full list one more time. Uh, at number seven, Taylor drafted Ye. At number six, Taylor drafted Watch the Throne. I drafted the college dropout at five. Taylor got Yeezus on at four. I picked 808s and Heartbreak at number three. Taylor selected The Life of Pablo at number two. And the number one best Kanye West album as drafted 
by Adam and Taylor is my beautiful dark twisted fantasy the correct choice. Right. So there you have it. Uh, Taylor, uh, no, I walk out with a veto. Taylor burned his veto at number one to keep late registration off. Um, the decision bad. I was making there was that I really wanted to bait out a veto just to make sure my beautiful dark twisted fantasy stayed at the top. That's what, yeah, I that, and that's what my hope was because when you when you threw that out, I was like, "There's no way, right? Like, there's no way that this is the true number but one." But that's the thing is that I had grappled with it enough in my mind that I was comfortable leaving re- late registration number one. Yeah, I wouldn't. It wouldn't have fulfilled the draft for me because I, I really so if think I didn't that, have my veto, you would have put twisted fantasy yeah, at number one. Yeah, man, immediately. I was yeah. just really nervous. I thought you were. I thought you really wanted Kitsy Ghosts. I, I'm not the biggest fan of Kitsy Ghosts. I don't yeah. know why. Where that yeah. came from? I think because uh, his collaborative albums. You know, my biggest like thing I like about Kanye is what I'm talking about the representation of the emotions that I feel. Right. And I, I like both of his collaborative albums don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um. So they lose a lot of the like shimmer and the the things about Kanye that I really really like. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's take a look at our discards. Uh, there were four Kanye West albums that did not get drafted here in the list. Uh, I'll just go in order from, from my list. Uh, I had late registration number three on my personal list, but you vetoed that one. Um, I just think it's really good. We already talked about that. You don't like any of the orig- the old stuff, mm-hmm. which is a huge shame. Uh, like I said, the more I listened to late registration leading up to this, the more I was convinced that it was just really really solid um kitsy ghosts both of us have admitted we're not huge fans of it i i had it at like seven on my list i think it's way better than than yay yeah i actually so kitsy ghost was on number four of my list whoa but that's what i was saying i was fine switching out yeezus or kitsy ghost because right, i had kitsy right. ghost and yeezus and i threw out yeezus as a bait for a veto Oh no, because um, I, I think yeezus, yeezus well, and was that's only what, six on number on mine and i knew that i couldn't get Yeezus was six on mine, and I knew that I couldn't get both of College Dropout and Late Registration on there without losing yeah. like Twisted Fantasy. So, right, and so, and that's why I, yeah, I was definitely because I would have been fine with either of those being at number four mm-hmm. on the. Big I was much list. happier with Yeezus than Kitsy Ghosts, so good call there. Right, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, and then the other two, two more left off. Yeah, there. Uh, Jesus King mm-hmm. was off. I just, we, I really don't like that album. I, it is, I. I'm in, I'm truly embarrassed to say it, but I enjoy it a little more every time I listen to it. I'm sure you do. I just I I don't like the lyrics are awful. Yeah, that's like what like. He's worse than most of the the sort of cringy Christian rappers that I grew up listening to. Like he's worse <laughs> than them. But I just I kind of like the music. Ah. And I know nah. a lot of people complain about the production on it too. I don't notice that for whatever reason. I just some of it some We're- of it works for me. Where was that ranked on your list? Tenth. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it was eleventh for me. Yeah, it was only above Yay. Like I, I don't give Jesus is King that much credit. It's just like it's been a really guilty pleasure listening to it. The lyrics knock it down so much, and I think the other albums are just so much better. Like from the jump, that I can't right. put it any higher than ten, but I will put it over Yay. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one we left off was Graduation. I am really down on Graduation. I don't like it at all. Yeah. That was my number eight, I guess. I had Watch the Throne, Jesus is King, and Yay in my bottom three. Yeah, that's I think yeah, graduation, my last graduation is a really good EP. If you turn it into a six-song EP and you put Good Morning, Stronger, Flashing Lights, The Glory, and Homecoming, and maybe, um, what am I leaving off, Champion? Those six. I love those six. 
the rest of yeah. it not good and it has two of the worst Kanye West songs ever on it as well which hurts it a <laughs> bunch but that is your list those are your discards uh do you have anything else to say about our uh, final list there no I feel I feel pretty happy I feel like I played the game strongly and yeah. I got basically what I wanted because I just like I said I wanted my top three to be in the top three right and um, I wanted I wanted Twisted Fantasy and Pablo to be the top two Right, and so, and I'm happy that Yay made the list, mm-hmm. um, and maybe one day you will understand why it's good. It's not good. Okay. Um. All right. Well, then, uh, that is the draft. Uh, that was Kanye West draft. I've been looking forward to this for a while. I was very glad that we finally got to do it. Uh, Taylor, yep. tell the people. Are you working on anything? Is there anything you want the people to know about? Yeah. I so I actually just dropped a website. Um. A lot of you my should pick it back up. Okay, you're the worst. Um, so I, yeah, so I, my, a lot of my, I guess, like, posting was spread out between, like, Instagram. I, I've, ke- I've kept trying to make a Facebook page, but um, I just, I don't like doing Facebook very often. Yeah. So I keep deleting that. So Facebook's off, off the page. So I always had, like, an Instagram and a YouTube, and I kind of got tired of them being separated. So, and luckily, I needed to make um, a website for one of my class projects. Um, so yeah, I just made a new website. It's tjbpercussion.com that you can see, like there's links to my Instagram. There's links to YouTube. Instagram is kind of like the day to day. If you want to keep up with like projects that I'm working on and see like a lot of the nitty gritty processes of that, that's where the, a lot of that drops. YouTube is kind of some of the more like finished projects. Um, I'm currently working on a bunch of recording projects, um, I guess. And I don't know what, exactly when this will come out. I'm working on an EP. Um, that's kind of like the big. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, that's the big thing after my recital is that we're really digging into. I'm writing a new piece for my recital, and I've been doing some commissions, um, one from Seth and then another one from a friend of mine here at UNO. And yeah, so I'm just working on a bunch of new music and getting ready to do it. Uh, my EP uh, is going to come out soon. Uh, I have like a little teaser of it on my website, so if you want to listen to it, um, it's from a tra- it's a part of a track called Anxiety. Um, you know, a lot of the things that I've talked about with Kanye, I've explored in this EP of like how can I um blend vibraphone as like a solo voice along with like electro electroacoustic mediums and create these like unique um experiences for people to listen to um may not be like the best music in the world but I think they'll be unique experiences for an audience so so yeah so that's my plan is to do that and we're working on uh videoing all of those and combining those with like art that my wife is making and so it'll be like this nice like I forget the word. It's Multimedia? like multimedia. Sure, yeah. It's like inner something, uh, inner collaborative. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. It's just a nice collaborative project uh, that we. It'll be just a really nice experience, and I hope that it will give a voice to a lot of people, especially in the classical percussion world, because the uh, the music world I think is changing to become more inclusive mm-hmm. for the better. And I think I'm hoping that this album can be, you know, much needed for people similar to how Kanye was much needed for me as I experienced a lot of new emotions and later in life or in the later parts of my current life. I hope that this album can be that because it's a, re- it's a real testimony to, I guess, a lot of the experiences I've seen over like the past six months. So, um, cause the, the piece I'm releasing is called will be okay. And then I have a teaser for anxiety on my oh. website. So, yeah, it's tjbpercussion.com. Yeah, and that'll be in the uh, description of the podcast you're listening to right now. Uh, So head on over, check out the stuff that Taylor's working on. Um, Both of us would really appreciate that. 
Uh, well, Taylor, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's always great to talk to you. Always great to argue about music and about Kanye West. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Reminds me of old times. Yeah. Still feel bad for PJ, but. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> we'll have to get him on the podcast sometime. I don't know what he can talk about, but. We'll <laughs> yeah, me neither. On. Yeah, we'll do, we'll have to start a separate podcast for the three of us. So, all right, Taylor. Well, thank you so much uh, for everybody else. Thank you for listening. Um, feel free to uh, try to find us on Discord or Reddit. I don't know where those links are anymore, but they are out there somewhere. Uh, or on Twitter. We're also on Twitter. We're getting a little more active there. Um, come yell at us about the bad takes that we had about Kanye West, um, whether he is a terrible person now or whether we have terrible taste. Either one of those, feel free to let us know. Um, subscribe, like, do all the things you're normally supposed to do. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. See ya. See ya.